Uh, I'm joined today by Lori Karsich. Lori is the founder, CEO, owner of Country Smooth. Lori, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tony, for having me and for, for um, giving Country Smooth the opportunity to tell our story. And it's an honor and privilege. Well, all right, let's start first. I want to hear, uh, tell me a little bit about you, like maybe outside of whiskey or pre-whiskey. Uh, let's start with that. Okay, so from a personal perspective, I am, I'm married. I'm a wife and mom of three. I have three children, healthy and happy, and children ages 15, 13, and 10 and a half. They're really the light of my life. Um, when I'm not parenting, I really enjoy backpacking. I just um, finished a 138-mile backpacking trip and this year on the John Muir Trail, which is pretty legendary. It's like the map for backpackers really around the world. Um, that took about 13 days. So I, I've always been into outdoors. I've been hiking, climbing, and competed in triathlons, in fact, for many years. And during COVID, I took the hiking, my love for hiking next level of backpacking, which was new to me about a year and a half ago. And since then, I have backpacked over three, about 305 miles wow. in, in my trips. So you can say I'm addicted to that. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, love gathering with friends and family. We're a big uh, sports family. I was born and raised loving sports, um, college football, baseball, speaking of baseball with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and really I'm into music, country music. It's definitely my genre of choice and, um, I'm not working with my kids. We're definitely, we're backpacking, we're entertaining friends and family. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like, uh, it's cool. Cause I think a lot of people got into things during COVID that, uh, kind of got a, got, gave them an opportunity to expand their horizons a bit. And I think that's, uh, it's definitely cool to see people continuing to do those things, even though we're hopefully past that stage definitely so there is a lot of things and looking up some information about country smooth and um you know reading up on a couple things watching some interviews that you had previously done that i think are really cool about about the brand and about everything that you're doing so we'll, i definitely want to get into that but um let's go to how did you start this like why how my biggest question like when people are at some stage in their life, starting a, their own whiskey brand is like, they're normally doing something. And at some point they have this idea, like the moment of like, do it, jump in and go like, what was that like? How did that happen? There's a lot of things right there for you to answer. <laughs> so yes, that definitely. So my professional background, which is really important to have this in order to, to start my business was I was educated and professionally trained in accounting and finance. My first job at a college was at a CPA firm as an auditor. I graduated from Cal State Fullerton in 2002. I went to work for a very um, well-known California-based CPA firm as an auditor and received tremendous experience and guidance and mentoring in as an auditor where I learned a lot about business in and outs of business, not just about balance sheets and income statements and cash flows, but about how companies are developed, how they're managed, 
whether it's poor or well-managed um, boards of directors. It was right during the Sarbanes-Oxley Enron scandal during my first job as an auditor. So the fraud risk um, component as an auditor was introduced during my tenure at my firm. And it was another phenomenal way for me to understand um, how companies really have major risks, negative risk of fraud. And, and that really helped me as well, strengthen my understanding of all of it. Um, then I have my first daughter who's 15, as I mentioned earlier, and I still wanted to work. I love to work. That's just who I am, but I also wanted to be a mom and not work the long hours, six months a year. So I started my own consulting practice and um, took that from one client out of my CPA firm where I outsourced controller and CFO. Um, well, I was their CFO and I took that to 10 clients, roughly 10. Um, and towards the end of that business, I really started focusing on business development. So I was, I started my practice with accounting and financial consulting and management, outsource CFO, controller, you name it. But then I started really enjoying developing businesses for other people, other individuals, other companies, other casinos, where a company would come to me and say, Lori, I really want to develop a, a hydroponic fish farm in XYZ area of our land. Can you please figure out how to do so and put together the entire company and that entire component of this, this company? So that was one of many examples. And I, I really loved that part of consulting, taking an idea and putting together an in-depth feasibility study with RFPs, et cetera, and you know, turning it into something actually tan um, tangible and, and, and going from there. So that was my experience from college to starting Country Smooth um, professionally. But as I said, I, we, we've been entertaining friends and family since I was a young child at my parents' house and now at our home. And with my love of sports, music, entertaining, um, brown liquor was just a part of everything we did my entire life. And I wasn't, a, I wasn't a bourbon or whiskey drinker or scotch, but my dad had been drinking brown liquor um, since I was very young and lots of family and friends. And it was in the music I listened to, for the most part, country music. There was all mm -hmm. song about women and whiskey. <laughs> yep. Usually they went together, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so I wanted to be able to drink whiskey neat. That was my goal. You know, I normally am a Rombar Chardonnay girl, which I still drink and I really truly enjoy, but I wanted to be able to drink whiskey, doing all the things that we love to do again with um, brown liquor as part of that. So I set out to create a whiskey company um, of which all product components were made in America, which today more than ever is extremely almost difficult to do. Um, I wanted the entire package made in America, glass cap sleeve. Obviously the whiskey is bourbon has to be made in America as we know. Um, I wanted 
to celebrate America and what we stand for. And, and that doesn't mean the same thing to everybody, but for what I believe in, that's being thankful to be America. We also, um, the five stars on our bottle represent the five branches of the military. And we uh, actually financial, financially support a few different military not-for-profits and are proud of that. Um, and I believe I was America's first female founder, CEO and owner of an American whiskey company. Um, there have been many, many women in the industry and I am I'm really impressed and I have a ton of respect for them and whether they're distillers or co-founders or CEOs, partners, you name it, employees. It's exciting to see all the women in this industry, but I was, I believe I was America's first in terms of founder, CEO and owner of a bourbon company. I think what's really cool. So a number of things that you just mentioned, like, like you mentioned the American made, like that is something going off of country smooth and you're going all American made and you're going the five stars for the branch of the military. You've got your American flag behind you. Um, I am a big, I'm a big America fan. I've got my American flag right here. Um, so I think it's really cool. I definitely think that everything kind of works together. Cause I think once people get into different whiskeys, they start to look at the brand as a whole. What does the brand mean? Because you're talking about, you know, your, your grandpappy in Kentucky in the 1800s is, you know, that's one, that's one portion of the bourbon experience, I think. Um, and then you have the other side of like the individual brands that people started because of something that they are maybe feeling strongly about. Um, so I, yeah. So you have a passion for like everything in terms of the country music, the country, the uh, military, you know, nonprofits. I mean, I think those things are all great. I think it's a cool message. I think it's a cool story. Um, and I think it's a really nice thing for people to want to support. Um, Cause like you said, it is hard to find something that's American made and purely American. Um, and that should be something that people respect and, and, uh, and really enjoy about country smooth, I think. And we, and, and thank you. We appreciate that. Um, it's, it's also challenging really challenging in today's day more than ever to find glass for example made in america almost to the point where it's it's not as it's really almost extinct made in america mm. glass for craft companies so that's been very challenging but um you know we want to celebrate america that's what we want to do that's who we are and um very thankful for the opportunity to be here. I feel that doesn't matter what what side of politics we are, we're, we're fortunate to be Americans. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't living in America, I don't know if I'd have the opportunity to do what I do what I do and build what I've built in a country smooth. So I feel like I never, ever want to lose sight of that. And this company um, is founded on America and our freedoms. And I'm going to do my best as a leader of Country Smooth to, to, to keep that as part of who we are as a company and obviously individually. Yeah, I think that's a great, uh, great perspective to see that from. I, I want to go back when you're mentioning that you're the first female founder CEO of an American whiskey company, because I think that's something that's also really important. And I think what's what people are starting to see is the um, rise of females in the whiskey industry. 
And so like, such as yourself with, as a CEO, such as, you know, Jackie Zykin from old force or Fawn Weaver, or I'm um, drawing a blank on the, the woman's name from Michter's, but there's a, there's a rise of women in whiskey. And I think it's a really cool shift from, you know, it's not the old man's drink sitting in, you know, the South somewhere on the front porch. It's like, it's something that can be enjoyed by everybody. Um, and so I think it's cool seeing that like emergence of women that are having a prominent role in whiskey. I think it's a lot of fun to follow along. And um, you have a lot of women who are very knowledgeable, who are driving this like industry forward and getting more people involved. I think it's really cool. Thank you. And I, I think it's a fantastic position for um, the bourbon industry as well as women to be a part of. I know when I started this company in 2015, I had no experience in alcohol whatsoever. And alcohol is a, is, it's a really tough industry I and mean, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's multifaceted and the opportunities are incredible, but when you're not from the good old boys club, if you will, and I mean, figuratively and literally the good old boys club, and you come in without alcohol experience, it's, it at times was an uphill battle to number one, prove yourself as a, as a, a you know, a, a liquor brand with no experience in liquor, but experience in lots of other things, business-wise. And number two, as a female, you know, there were so many times I would, I would come to a GSM or not as much a GSM, which is a general sales manager meeting presentation or a buyer meeting or even just key events. And they'd say, are you the sales rep? And I would say, no, but thank you. I'm the founder and CEO. And, and so it was interesting, but I think like anything success breeds success in everything we do. And that success doesn't just have to mean financial success. It means when you're able to overcome one challenge, whether it's in one state or with one distributor in my industry or raising my, that first dollar in a fundraise outside of my own money, then once you're able to achieve that success, the next success comes usually a little bit easier and they build on each other as well as the challenges and the failures, right? Which of course any business has, including country smooth setbacks or no, I got told no way more than I was told yes in the first three years. And now I think I still get told no, but from experience, expertise, our team products, you name it, we're able to get some you know, some tremendous success. Um, so it was, it's definitely been a, um, an experience, but beautiful. And I'm so very thankful. And um, there are wonderful organizations out there. The Bourbon Women's Association that's based out of Kentucky, I'm a part of, and actually I was just featured with their um, Meet the Maker series and in interview, the Bourbon Women's Association. We actually are a member of the Amber Circle, which donates money to other females to support other females in the industry, as well as awesome. Vine and Spirits. We're a part of them as well. So there are excellent ways for women and men um, to get involved in the industry from a variety of different perspectives, not just for CEOs and owners and founders, but really from an overall perspective. So it yeah. is been an exciting time to watch the women in our industry thrive. 
I bet that's, I mean, that's gotta be cool. It's, it's really cool to see uh, just how much it's, you know, branching out to reach different demographics um, and just even, even geographically. I mean, you have, you have really cool brands popping up in some like place that you probably wouldn't really expect it to. And then you're, you try it out and you're like, that's really good whiskey. And, you know, so it's kind of, I think there's a little bit of a shift that's really enjoyable because from a lot of people I've talked to, it was like the craft beer thing kind of took over where you start seeing these different craft beers popping up and then the, just that popularity skyrocketing. And, you know, it was like all of a sudden some whiskey brands start popping up and people tried it and it's like, okay, this isn't just a, a brand or just a name or, or a gimmick more or less. It's just good stuff. Like this is really good whiskey. So I think that's where the support comes from a lot of craft distilleries, a lot of craft brands, because when people try it, they really like the whiskey and it makes them want to go back and do it again. Because you can always find, you know, your typical stuff at Total Wine. Like who doesn't want to support a craft distillery that's um, trying to make their own name? I think that's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I also believe from day one, I live by the four P's, um, passion, partnership, persistence, and the product. And truly every day, um, those, those principles get me, get me in the as a leader in the company through um, whether it's like good news after good news after good news of a day, right? Which happens like in one day, for example, in the last month, we received several POs, purchase orders in one day, and then the approval of two states all like within the day and there really wasn't any negative news right and then the, you'll have the next day well there will be where there'll be a challenge of maybe it's glass supply or a distributor challenge or a retail challenge what have you but I really do feel like when I really sit back and, and focus on those four p's they've really helped the company propel um, at the rate in which we have so when we started selling in December I'm sorry January of 2016, we were just self-distributed in Southern California, figuring out distribution, which is definitely a steep learning curve. And we are now in 22, distributed in 22 states. Wow, it's incredible. Um, and we launched our second product, which is what you're drinking and I'm drinking, Tony, which is our the small batch bourbon. Mm -hmm. And we are set to launch our third product, which is the cotton, which is what you're getting um, in the next two to three weeks for you to enjoy, which is our first ready to drink bourbon called the Country Mule. Wow. Our third product. And we have two cans coming out, um, likely the first quarter of next year. So this year, has been a, a really exciting growth year for us. We went from eight states in distribution last December to, I'm gonna call it 23 states. And from one product, our, our horse, which we are so proud of, and that was our first product, um, our American whiskey now to three products, soon to be five. So um, lots of hard work, to get there, but really exciting that we're here and thankful, so thankful for the support of so many. How does that, what is that process like? Cause you, like you mentioned, you had the American whiskey and that was going good. And then the small batch came out after that. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Right. So we launched with the American whiskey, which, okay. is, which is still selling. And I'm, I 
I can tr I drink that on a regular basis. I would say, you know, three, four nights a week. It's priced about $25.99 nationally, so good price for an American whiskey. It earned a silver at San Francisco and a platinum at the SIP Awards, Platinum Best in Class. Wow. So it's it's um, multiple awards received very well, very excited about that. I wanted to create for a second product a straight small batch bourbon. As you know, straight means aged over two years. Whereas an American whiskey is aged less than two years. And um, so I want to create a straight small batch bourbon that will retail for under $30 and be respected and taste really good um, for the everyday sipper. And um, so far we just, we submitted for five awards, including New York, San Diego. Um, they're all actually occurring Three are occurring in September and one in October. So we'll see how, how that goes. But we launched our small batch in March of 2021. Oh, wow. And we sold out our first bottle run in a few months. And we're going back to production here in the next few weeks. So it's been, it's, it's been phenomenal. I believe small batch is, of the 23 states that were distributed in small batch is selling in 20 of them. So pretty exciting growth for that brand new product. And our cocktail, which is, um, again, our first RTD, which is right here. This, the base of it, so it's 72 proof versus 86 proof. And the base of this, um, we have not yet mass produced it. We're mass producing it the first time in a few weeks. This is just one of a few samples that I have. But this country meal is a 72 proof um, base. The base is the same small batch bourbon that you're drinking, mm. but it, I formulated it to be obviously with all natural flavors, but to be similar as, you're, as if you're drinking a whiskey mule, a bourbon mule. Okay. So the story behind that, Tony, is our first launch event in San Diego in early 2016 um, we had a few signature drinks created for our event, and one of them was the Country Mule. And that night, and to date, everybody asked for the Country Mule, like astoundingly popular drink. And it's refreshing this summer, but sure. it's year-round. So when it came to creating our first ready-to-drink cocktail, or, you know, obviously ready-to-drink bourbon, a flavored bourbon, I thought that's what it has to be. It has to be creating the country meal in a glass that people can drink meat or pour over ice. And if they want to create it in a cocktail, even great. So this is it. This this patch is the color of our of a um, a mule mug intended. Mm -hmm. And the five stars, of course, are on the back. Mm -hmm. It's all the right. Here in the front is uncomfortable um, mugs as well. So that launches, you'll be one of the first to get it in the next two to three weeks. As soon as we massively get it in production, I'm going to send you a bottle. Awesome. Third product. I can't wait to try that out. I, when I got this bottle, I will tell you, I, I, sam I sampled a sip and then I, cause I, yeah, I sampled a sip and then I had, had a couple more sips cause I liked it. So I kept 
drinking it. Um, and, and all of a sudden I was like, I should probably hold off and not drink all of this right now, just because, you know, it's going to be gone before we Can I take a talk. picture of that, Tony? Yeah. This way. Okay. Of course. You. Yeah. So I started, had a couple sips and I was like, I need to, you know, hold off on that because I don't want to uh, drink it all. But then I got, I went to Total Wine a couple of days ago and I saw it on the shelf. I was like, all right, perfect. So we've got backups. And well, we'll, we'll send you backups, but I'm glad that you enjoyed um, and are you, you're, you're a bourbon meat kind of a guy. I and am. I, so this is okay. So I was, I had noticed you had mentioned on a couple of interviews you had done and you mentioned earlier about finding something to drink neat. And I think there is what's always interesting as I like trying different bourbons and I love some high proof bourbons. I think some of them are really good. I, I think some of them are just showing off that they can make the hottest bourbon ever. Um, but like sometimes I don't want to sit down and drink 120 proof bourbon at the end of my day. Um, and so what I think is cool is how, how everything about the brand kind of works together. Like you said, you want a, a bourbon that you can sit down and drink neat. Well, you know what, you've got an 86 proof, like that's perfect. Like you're not, like I said, you're not gonna sit down and drink 120 proof every single day. Um, like you want to have something that you can sit down and enjoy and have a second or a third of, um, cause some of those high proofs, you have a couple of them and all of a sudden, you know, things get weird. So it's good that you can have, you know, a 86 proof bourbon to sit down and enjoy. That's got a ton of flavor. That's a straight bourbon. You know, it's a, you've got your two year age state or two years minimum on there. So, um, I think it, it goes along really nicely with everything that you've created in terms of the brand. I think it's really cool. Thank you. Appreciate what, that. What is your, uh, before country smooth, what was your whiskey of choice? I didn't drink whiskey. Not at all. No. Really? I, mean, I didn't. Interesting. But, you know, my dad has always been a Johnny Walker kind of a guy, a big uh -huh. speaker, until country smooth. And mm -hmm. he'll drink Johnny Walker. It's a wonderful product. But country smooth is not his, obviously, his, his beverage of choice. Lots of bullet around me. Um, Woodford is mm -hmm. a phenomenal um, product that I really enjoy now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, Country Smooth is what I'm drinking, but if for some reason I'm somewhere, I enjoy Woodford, but I was not a whiskey drinker at all. And so the aha moment, which you had asked about yes. prior to, so all, you know, I'm a firm believer in that aha moment is really a culmination of events and experiences and thoughts that we have accumulated in our minds and in our hearts for a, a said period of time, right? Whether it's a lifetime, whether it's a month, whatever it is, I do believe it's a culmination of all those things. So um, it was in November of 2014, my um, husband and I were at a, concert, a Luke Bryan concert at the Forum you know the forum because you're a oh, yeah. California guy. Yep. Um, at the forum with our friends, and we had great seats. And Luke Bryan's fantastic. And you know, of course, he's singing about whiskey and all the music that he's singing, and he's he's guzzling down Patron on stage, and it just mm -hmm. did a fantastic job. And um, I was the one who was going back and forth to the bar on behalf of my husband and our friends every time. Somehow mm -hmm. I was the bar mule, which was fine. Mm -hmm. but, and, you know, between Crown Royal and Bullet, that's what they were drinking. And a, my girlfriend was drinking beer. 
And I would go back and I had a trouble, I had trouble finding the wine that I prefer. And um, I'm seeing brown liquor really everywhere beyond my husband and our friends. And I thought, you know what? I wanna be able to order bourbon when I come back here or whiskey um, that I could drink, that I can enjoy neat on my own, mm -hmm. really at a Luke Bryan concert. That's really, like, I want that because I, I could put it in Diet Coke, which is fantastic, but I want to drink really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do enjoy sort of country smooth in all different ways, but really that's like the test for me is neat. Um, so I continue to go back and forth to the bar, but I determined that that night I'm going to create my own whiskey that's smooth enough for myself to drink and is available at the bar for various concerts mm -hmm. and at stores. And I'm going to celebrate America in this company in the package. And so fast, that was November of 2014. And the next morning I told my husband my idea and he thought I was absolutely crazy. You know, sure. like Gloria, <laughs> no experience in whiskey, none in the alcohol you know, realm and you've developed businesses and you know accounting and finance and you're tenacious as heck, but that's crazy. And I said, I know, but I'm going to do it. So I'm gonna, so I started meeting with certain people from, um, you know, variety of perspectives from alcohol friends who I knew in the alcohol business from um, friends I knew in Hollywood that could potentially help me with some connections there, et cetera. So from November, to February, I really, in addition to my consulting practice and my kids, I hyper-focused on a feasibility study um, from uh, talking to a variety of contacts, first the contacts I knew and then referrals from there. You know, I'm a big analyzer. I'm a data girl. So looking on the internet and, and finding discus reports um, about the, you know, brown liquor industry, the trends, internationally, domestically, made in America, you name it. Just as if a, as if I was hired by a client to do this, which is what I had done in the past. So in February 2015, we, Country Smooth became an LLC, and there was no turning back. Wow. So it was hundreds of hours of doing a ton of research to make sure that financially, you know, this made sense because it would take a large investment of my own money initially before I raised um, a, a, a round outside of self-finance. And, um, you know, had we now have two, three trademarks. So formulating different products, it's not an overnight thing. We didn't just pick a barrel and say, okay, we're two barrels and that's it. It was formulating and going back and forth and back and forth and formulating to make sure for me, it wasn't just the initial nose for, you know, and I, I wasn't formulating a $45 of whiskey for a $45 bottle of whiskey. It had to be affordable, right? But still high quality. So formulating a 25-ish dollar per bottle of whiskey, to me, the entire experience had to be country smooth, right? If I'm going to pick up a bottle of country smooth at the store, and I opened the bottle and it's, it's the initial nose is similar to rubbing alcohol yeah. or in any way, it doesn't work. 
I would have a little resentment towards the brand Country Smooth. Because when I see the name Smooth in a brand, I'm going to immediately assume it's smooth. And if I have that initial nose, I'm going to now have not a great association with the brand. So all of those thoughts really were an integral part in formulating Country Smooth. So for me, it was the initial nose. This is something that's really interesting and inviting. And it wasn't just an American whiskey. It's in all the products that I've developed and will continue to develop. We have, I have plans for another two, two different bourbon-based products next year in addition to the cans, but the initial nose has to be very aromatic and inviting. And then for me, it's not, it's not just the initial taste, right? It's, is it, does it burn on the front and the back end? And I didn't want that burn on the front and the back end, Tony. It, it needed to have a, a, a bit of a burn, but more on the back end, not the front end. And that was the goal. Um, and what I, it sounds silly, but even to the point of the leftover aroma in the glass. Mm -hmm. So that to me, it doesn't smell interesting and inviting. Um, and, and if you, I'm sure you have given your passion for bourbon, but if you do look at those different components of a bourbon and everyone wants something different, some drinkers want it to burn the entire time and that's fantastic. But for Country Smooth, and what we try to create and what we're looking to continue to create is a smooth yet still strong enough bourbon. Um, and it's just a funny story about the aroma left over in the glass that I love to tell, and it's genuinely true, is our one of our first celebrity golf tournaments that we were involved with was in um, Palm Springs in the first quarter of 2016, and our team handed out country smooth branded shot glasses for each of the golfers. And obviously they came with country smooth shots. So one year later, we were at the same tournament and I wasn't there. Um, and the director, the food and beverage director for the casino that we were associated with called, texted me and said, Lori, you're not here, but this is my once yearly golf trip, golf outing that I do because it's for my casino. And what I opened up the side component of my golf bag and the entire small side component, component smells like country smooth, which is like fragrant. So he said the glass, the shot glass was empty, but it still had enough of the, the fragrance yeah. inside the glass that, that now the entire compartment smelled like. So I thought that was the cool story. And um, that's awesome. And that that those details are really important to me when formulating this. I think it's cool. I think you're, you know, like with exactly you said, exactly what you're going for is what you've got. It's like you've got the like that smooth. Like you, said, you don't want it to be off-putting. Like you don't want to smell it and go, okay, that's it's a little pungent, like that's a little strong, you know, it's like singeing your nostrils and it's, it's a bit much, you know? So it's like, it's a nice, you know, it's a very inviting like bourbon that you're going to be able to sit down and sip on um, and enjoy. And there's gonna be a nice flavor to it, you know, and it's not going to crush you in terms of the proof. Um, it's going to have a nice nose. It's going to have a nice finish. It's never going to really like 
be off-putting in terms of just the just experience as a whole there's not a part of it where you're like okay i like this but i don't really care for how it finishes because it's just it hurts you know so i think it's really right. cool I think, like with the price point of it i think everything's great i, I mean i really enjoy it thank you let's what are your bourbons that you normally drink? If you're obviously outside country smooth before you even knew about country smooth, what were, what are your top three? So bourbon wise, I've really, um, I've really got into blue note recently. Um, for a number of reasons, I really like their whiskey. And I also having talked to them, um, on, on my podcast, they're great people. And so it's like, you want to support them because they're cool. Um, they're super nice and they make good whiskey. So it's like, you know, it's like country smooth. Like, of course you want to drink it. Like you're making good whiskey and you're cool and you want to, you know, support cool people. Um, when you get to talk to people, if they aren't as cool, you're probably a little less likely to want right. to you know, enjoy that. But, uh, I've really gotten into blue note lately. Um, I really like, I like Sagamore, uh, rye. Um, I've really got into them, but then I know we're not, talking bourbon but yeah as a rye i really like that um there is spirits of french lick uh they have one called the maddie gladden that i really like um i'm trying to think right now That's in terms fantastic. of yeah probably in terms of craft ones those are those are some i, I really like. i like penelope a lot um just yeah i mean i've i try to mix it up because i feel like there's always you know something different you can get from them um, you know, and you've got, you've got different regions that are coming out with, with cool. So I love Frey Ranch. Um, Frey Ranch is out of, uh, Fallon, which is right near Reno where I went to college. And, um, I didn't even know it, but I used to drink beer in college with the owner. I didn't realize that. And he's a super nice guy. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's cool. But it's like, you know, you start to see some, some of the brands that are coming out and, and supporting the people and, um, and then, like I said earlier, they're making good whiskey and you want to enjoy the whiskey and you enjoy the conversations with people. And to me, like, as you're enjoying whiskey and like, again, some of the nicer bottles that I have that I would consider like a top shelf type of a bottle, it's like, you know, it's going to be good and you're going to enjoy it, but it's really comes down to the company that you're with and, you know, sharing stories and, and chatting and hanging out and having a good time and, um, and remembering that you were drinking this, you know, whatever allocated bottle at that time. Uh, so I think there's a time and a place for all sorts of different bottles. And it's like, you, you want to use it for uh, the occasion or the company and, and enjoy it in that way. That, that to me is the most fun part of it really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you were talking about this, take me through some of the notes that you're going to get off of this. Like talk about that nose you were mentioning and, and everything uh, that you get out of this. Pour a little more. Interesting. Well, I, I, I definitely get the van a vanilla and caramel note for sure um clearly a spice but not an overwhelming spice what about you yeah i get i get a little bit of a spice but not again not going full uh mash bill on it but like you get kind of a like you get kind of like the rye spice out of it but like you said it's not overwhelming um you don't get it's like there's i will equate not equate it but as an example, um, I'm not personally a big fan of, I'm not going to say the bottle, but it's a, it's a widely distributed national brand that has a paper cover on it. Um, it's a 80 proof and it's a high rye and it's very, it's like caramely. Um, 
but I think that is also kind of hidden with a really high rye spice. Um, so you get like a really sweet caramel with like a rye and it's like, it doesn't for me, it doesn't really mesh. Um, like that 80 proof with the high rye, it's like, it's like caramely and and spicy. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I'm not a fan. Um, so I like the rye spice. I have definitely got into higher rye bourbons. Um, I like having a little bit of spice, but I also like kind of that mellowness of the corn. Um, so some of the ones that are lower in rye that do have that corn, um, or like the higher, even malted barley that gets that like cereal note out of it. Um, I definitely enjoy those. So I like the fact that there is a little spice to it, but it's not, you know, overbearing with spice. It's not like it's trying to, um, kick it up. Yeah. Like it's there. So you enjoy it, but it's not going to, it's not going to be the, uh, the first note that you get. So do you, do you pick up the cinnamon in that? I mean, on the I nose? Hear your experience with our small batch. I don't get cinnamon. I get more. Um, it's weird to me. Like, like when I taste it, I definitely get like a honey out of it. Um, but not, not like a sweet honey, you know, like we not, it's, I think honey is a weird one. Cause it's like, honey is a very distinct flavor. Um, because I think you put the, like the texture of honey of, over the flavor of it but I definitely get like a touch of honey on it, which I think is really nice. That's but, in our tasting notes. Is it? Yes. That, those are in our tasting notes. Yes. So this is, so we had notes received from a few of our initial tasters. I wrote my set of notes, which I think are important. I compared them to mm -hmm. different tasters and, um, with honey, chocolate, and toasted oak aroma with a cinnamon introduction, followed by the vanilla and caramel smooth finish. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because spice, mm -hmm. honey, is definitely what was intended to be picked up. And so I'm glad you mentioned that, both of those. And I think spice is, it is most, and I now consider myself a bourbon drinker, a whiskey drinker, for sure. I wasn't in 2003. 14, clearly yeah. I am. And I think that whether we're drinking bourbon or rye-based whiskeys, a little bit of the spice is inherently expected and appreciated. Yeah. And it's just the level, the, the level of that spice is de determined by if you're having the bourbon or if you want to go more to rye. So we definitely wanted that to be a part of what you're experiencing, but not overwhelming. Yeah. And like you said, I, de there's definitely no, I don't get the kick on the front end. I definitely get more spice at the end. Um, and it almost, it kind of ends and then it's like a dry finish, um, which I think is kind of nice. I think so. I, I, I personally like that. Um, I like some like a dry wine, almost like the ones that finish dry to me, I think are really nice. Cause it's almost like your next sip, you get to like kind of experience it over again. And I, I definitely dig that part of it. I don't get cinnamon though. Okay. Because I will say there's one that's overly cinnamony that I don't care for necessarily. Right. And so maybe I just don't pick that up. Right. Um, which is, which is, you know, and, and this is, so that's great. I think, again, we all have different taste buds and we all go to yeah. places with that. Um, and, and I think it's probably more of a, a, a smaller cinnamon introduction, but maybe not for everybody. 
I definitely taste the honey in that. Yeah. And um, and the spice in the back end, I love. Yeah. I mean, like, I love that, but it's not too. It's not on the front end. That was the intention, um, for sure. So, and you know, it's the bourbon industry is is pretty fascinating. And I mean, I didn't even know at the time when I started the, the, the business, what constituted a bourbon over like a rye based whiskey, mm. you know? And so it's so fun to learn about all of this and, and really learn about the different companies that exist and how, you know, where they exist and yeah. how sciences behind, or not even science, but how we formed our distillery, or in our case, we obviously contract we formulate and we custom formulate and obviously we we put together the entire package you're looking at um so it's been pretty exciting and fascinating and um now that we're not only expanding our geographical um presence you know also expanding our product line so that's been really fun to do being able to formulate and design from a packaging perspective, additional products has been really, really a fun part of Country Smooth for me. I had it done for a few years. So um, it's it's been a really exciting growth period for us. COVID came in and it was, I think, challenging at some points for craft, sure. but also great. And now that things have sort of cleared up, I know that we're going through some, from COVID perspective challenges, but um, the alcohol industry is definitely giving some opportunities for brands like Country Smooth to grow. So thank, we're thankful for that. Yeah, I think I really like, not to go, I mean, going back to tasting notes, I like how it finishes like on the top of your tongue. Like, you know, you get some of them that kind of feel like they're finishing towards the side of your tongue. Like this finishes on the top. Like it's a very, um, like you said, that, that spice at the end is really nice. It's not spicy the whole way through. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think you, you've done what you've set out to do with the whiskey itself. But I think from a brand perspective, what's cool, like I have to imagine from your perspective, it's gotta be awesome as you're expanding with products and you're expanding, like you said, you're getting notified of a new state that's, you know, that you guys are selling in. Like that's gotta be really cool. It's just a whole new market. And now you're adding a new product like that. Seeing that expansion from your perspective has just gotta be incredible. No, it's, it's incredible. And I had no idea all that went goes into expanding into a new state. And obviously people who are watching this, from the liquor industry, no. Um, but every state, so alcohol, as I'm sure you know, this is a very, very highly regulated three-tiered system. So Country Smooth and other brands, like you mentioned, every alcohol company has to have a license approved and the brand registered in every state in which they're selling. So it's not like, you know, our, uh, we don't have a federal license that allows us to go into Oregon next month or Washington in you know October. What we have to do preemptively as a company is obtain a license, apply for a license, and it could take approval could take anywhere from three days to three months, depends on the state. And then once that's approved, then we have to register the brand um, in the state. And normally you don't get a license until you know a distributor in the open states wants to carry you and now i mean 
I'm sure it was difficult before, but there are so many alcohol companies that are buying for distribution in each of the 50 states in the U.S. and obviously internationally. So, you know, it's a very, very crowded industry right now, especially in brown liquor. So being able to convince a distributor and or a retailer like Total Wine or Beverages and More or Winn-Dixie, in fact, we're launching in 175 Winn-Dixie stores wow. in Florida this, in September and 30 of their stores in Louisiana, but convincing that, that chain why they need to add Country Smooth to their stores as well as distributor um, is complex. So you, you um, add that times however many states you distributed in, that in itself, licensing, distribution approval, setting pricing, marketing strategies, working with retailers, whether it's a chain retailer or independent, as well as bars, it's, it's, a, it's a very complex um, model. Bet. So it definitely is not just me. Clearly, I couldn't on my own. That's far too much. There are too many hurdles and, and obstacles, and you name it. So unfortunately, I have a team that, that supports the efforts. Um, so being able to achieve that, just those logistical um, hurdles in terms of licensing, being able to get, we have phenomenal dis distribution partners in each state I'm very proud to be associated with, to be able to have their support because they're selling Country Smooth in addition to our efforts um, is huge. The retailers, we have many chain retailers that we're selling through as well as independents and key bars is awesome. But at the end of the day, as you know, Tony, the consumers have to want to drink country smooth. So all of the expansion and the product line extensions, all that's fantastic. But at the end of the day, if consumers do not ask for country smooth or want to buy it, it doesn't really matter how much. So for me, it's my job to make sure all of those different layers of approvals are there on a consistent basis in every state, in all the stores, in all the bars, that people know who Country Smooth is, what the company was founded on in terms of our culture and our principles, and that we're committed to developing really high quality products that people can enjoy meet over ice or on cocktails um, at an affordable price point. And that right there is my mission and my my daily objectives for country. That's, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna end it on that. That's that's yeah. outstanding. <laughs> um, where where can you guys where can you be found on uh, social media? It's the best way so to, for our people web, to find our you. web address, right? Our web address is countrysmooth.com and we are on Instagram at Instagram. Can we make sure to step out the way I just botched Instagram? You got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we can be found at, at, on Instagram at Country Smooth Spirits. We're also on Facebook, Country Smooth Spirits. I'm on Instagram at L Carsage. I know you and I follow each other and I like to watch what you're doing. Yep. Um, we are, again, distributed in 23 states and growing. And um, always people can buy us online through our website if we're not found at a local store near you. That's gonna be my next question. Perfect. <laughs> it's always convenient when you can buy it online because that's you know because there's a lot of there's a lot of 
you know, whiskeys out there that you cannot find, like, unless you're in a certain region and, you know, it's, it, I'm sure it makes it a lot easier for, you know, sales or distribution or just getting it in people's hands, um, to, you know, have accessibility online. That's huge. It's in, and, you know, during COVID more than ever, we found that we have to have an online portal, a way for people mm-hmm. to be able to purchase online. And our online presence is definitely growing. We have one outlet soon to be a few more than that, but we are, if you go to our website, it's one of the, um, the buy now buttons on where on our locations page. Perfect. I'll make sure to, uh, to add a link on there so people can go straight to it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Tony, it's been a pleasure. And I have to conclude by uh, saying that my 10 year old son who lives and breathes baseball, he plays baseball, you know, his little league all-star team um, finished their all-star tournament in the second, the second what division they, they won their first division. They lost their division. He's a pitcher and he takes it very serious. And I told him about you a while ago and even last night, he said, mom, Tony, Mr. Tony has the best job. I want oh, that's awesome. One day. That's so, great. Go make sure to baseball and bourbon, you know, definitely could be a lot worse. Got it. Yeah. Could be I a lot like worse. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Lori, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and thanks so much for sending me these. <laughs> I'm definitely going to uh, probably not slow down now and, and go ahead and enjoy them. <laughs> thank you. Well, we'll, we'll send you more of that where, where that came from and our country meal. As soon as we get that, um, First bottling run done, you'll be one of the first to receive a couple of bottles. Awesome. I appreciate it. I can't wait to try it out. Thank you for your support. Cool. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. We appreciate what you do for our industry. And um, I hope to be back here again sometime in the near future. Definitely. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll reconnect and talk about the new products. Sounds great. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Laurie. Cheers. Thank you.